Blog Talk Radio. fantastic radio show in the land hosted by your man the most honorable the most talented william powell otherwise known as the king of dc media thanks for tuning into the show let me remind you that inside acting is brought to you by the column dc actors examiner where you can read about inside tips and tricks about acting find it by googling dc actors examiner this show has a new twitter page you can find many of the best episodes of Inside Acting out there. To find it, port your web browser to Twitter forward slash Inside Underbar Acting, capital I, capital A. You can advertise on this very show. Did you know that? Reach thousands of listeners across the USA, across the world, contact me at William400 at yahoo.com for details. Tonight, my esteemed guest is actor and director extraordinaire, the Prince of DMV acting, Alturo Prince Black. If you have not heard of him, you must have been living under a rock. I mean, listen to this bio. It has always been in the back of Alturo's mind to be an actor, and it did happen right after a number of varied career paths. While in the corporate world, he still participated in various theater and TV projects, and in late 2008, he finally took hold of his passion and decided to pursue acting as a career, become full-time in late 2009. Since then, he has consistently moved on to larger and larger roles due to his commanding on-screen presence and his dedication to each role he chooses. In March 2011, Arturo won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Mockumentary Series at the 2011 International L.A. Web Fest. Just a few weeks later, it was announced that Beautiful People Do Ugly Things was an official selection for screening at the 2011 Cannes International Film Festival. Then, in the fall of 2011, Arturo received special recognition in Canada and was awarded Best Supporting Male for his lead role of Remy in Missing Link, the first feature-length Nollywood film to be shot in Canada. 2012 brought many more projects and film festival showings into his path and, again, more recognition. One of them was being nominated twice for Best Actor in a Feature Film at the third annual World Music and Independent Film Festival in Washington, D.C. Also, commitment from the Baltimore Ravens, Terrell Suggs, and Team Sizzle Worldwide. Now, that was selected to screen at the 2012 Cannes International Film Festival. 
2013 brings him to Cannes for the third consecutive year with lead roles in two films. You got director Vic Krishna's Table for Three and Sonya Dunn's international sensation The Bedroom, also at the 2013 World Music and Independent Film Festival. He received four nominations and a win for his portrayal there of a trial lawyer in a film called Implied Warranty. In addition to domestic and international feature films, you may have seen Alturo in local, national, and international commercials for companies like Comcast, CarMax, Marriott International, and NBC Universal. And Alturo has joined us. Alturo, good evening. How are you? Hey, great. How are you doing? Fantastic. Where are you now? Oh, where am I now? I am actually uh, just outside of D.C. getting ready to uh, prep for some some things going on this weekend with Dracul. Where about where about to you? Oh, I'm over here at Lanham, uh, over here at Lanham at the studio. Man, you're always busy. It does not surprise me that you're prepping something to do with a film. I mean, you're always <laughs> all the time. You're 24-7, brother. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, when you do what you love, it's easy to do it all the time. That's 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 how I feel. That's right. That's right. Well, I thank you for coming on the show. So let's just dive right in, man. So I know you have this hot new picture, The Bachelorette's Degree, coming out December yes. 7th. Now, yes. Now, how did you get that gig, and who do you play? Uh, I actually that, – thanks for asking. Um, it, the, the film is called Bachelorette's Degree, and uh-huh. uh, what happened was I had actually had heard about uh, a casting for it, and had gone out to uh, to press my luck and see what would happen as far as uh, a couple roles that were available. And um, just in talking with the production folks there, uh, 130 Media LLC and uh, Vanetta and some other folks involved with the project, um, we kind of came to the conclusion that directing would be a, a great thing to do with this project. Um, they had heard about some things I did up in Canada, and uh, I accepted the, the offer to direct it. And in the film, I play Damien Gray, and uh, he's, he's a bit of a, a, a ladies' man. Um, he's a bit of a, I don't want to say jerk. He's just, he's just self-obsessed. So, um, and he's the, he's, well, I don't want to say too much, but he's, he's got a lead role, in it. and, um, you know, we have Milan Perez. She is the lead of the film. She plays Danny Lewis, who is a publicist. And the film is actually, you know, I'm in the film. I directed the film, yes. But the film is not about me or Damien Gray. The film is all about Milan and her role as Danny. And basically, you know, we've got these three young ladies. Uh, she's got two best friends. And mm-hmm. it's about what they're going through. Uh, and I'm just, you know, feeling privileged and honored to be able to present this because it's really, really good. I... I been working on it for the last year plus, and we had some great actors, great local folks too. Um, so I think it's going to be really excellent. It's December seventh at uh, Angelica Mosaic in Fairfax, Virginia, and we have two show times because uh, uh-huh. we we're expecting a ton of people. So we have one o'clock uh, p.m. and also three o'clock p.m. and you know red carpet and pictures is at noon. So. Everybody, come on out. I mean, I think you're going to love it, and uh, you're going to get to meet some great uh, actors, some great 
crew, and, uh, and you got to have a great time at that place. It was just built last year, so everybody yeah. get your behinds out there. <laughs> yeah, very nice venue. So you yes. mentioned three, I heard that, the, the phrase, three young ladies. Now, I'm going to tease you a little bit here. Now, what is the deal? Okay. I see a picture from the set, man. You got a female draped on you, man, like that film. <laughs> <laughs> like to film the bedroom, for example. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's yeah. That, man? Uh, you know, you, you know, God made a lot of beautiful things, flowers and <laughs> trees and and all kinds of beautiful things, and women are beautiful. So I'm just appreciating the wonderful things that God has made. Um, <clears throat> you know, the bedroom, the, the poster for the bedroom is something else, isn't it? Uh, that was. That was Sonya Dunn's idea, and mm-hmm. um, and it's really resonated with people. And that film is actually about the bedroom. And yes, there's some, you know, love making going on. Children, adults make love. Um, don't you do it till you're older and, and got, whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, the film is a, about more than that. But but yeah, to to answer your question, you know, I think that. Um, you know, just just appreciating what God has made is a wonderful thing to be able to do. So, stop looking at all my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's a very good answer. <laughs> so moving right along to uh, Dracul, man, what's what's uh, going on with that? That is a very interesting project. Um, Michael Marino and MCM Films. Uh, he 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 sent me some. He approached me a while ago. Actually, to even take it back further, from what I hear, and I hope you know Michael's okay with me saying this, it was going to be a, uh, a film. And uh, you know the way things are with movies and TV and you know scripts and things like that, things change for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So then it uh, turned into more of a you know a TV show, web series kind of a thing. And uh-huh. I was approached about it this year. Some other folks knew about it last year. And uh, one thing I like was that Michael said, "Hey, listen, it would kind of be a waste for you to, to uh, you know, to, to audition and things of that sort. I, I've seen your work. I like what you do. You know, here's a couple of options. What, what do you think?" And um, I, you know, I really appreciate him for that because um, we had some filming last weekend. It was cold outside. We were filming until like 3.30 in the morning um, mm. last weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was cold. We, everybody was huddled up. So mm, you might see some play. more pictures. Uh, I play Morrison, and Morrison is a, uh, a detective. He's kind of, and I liked that role because a lot of times I'll play, you know, I'm a little bit funny sometimes, and a lot of times I'll play, you know, a funny guy or a jokester or something like that. And this one's a little uh-huh. bit more serious. So oh, uh, it's got okay. a nice serious vibe to it, so... Yeah, that's going to be coming out uh, next year, and we it's it's really it's really great. We're wrapping up this weekend with that. So yeah. Oh okay. Fantastic. So let's move on to as thick as the waters. I hear that's a good one. Now, how'd you get involved in that one? That was a really great one. Um, again, Robert Christie, a uh, a director on the East Coast. Uh, a director and teacher, by the way. He's an excellent teacher. He oh, yeah. actually stopped. Yeah, he actually stopped teaching classes. So, if you were, if anyone was able to get teaching from him, they are better off for it. And uh, he had a script called "As Thick as the Waters," and originally, 
it was supposed to be like all Asian people. Now, Asian people are great. It's, another, it's wonderful. But mm-hmm. something where he, you know, I've been to Asia many times. Something Robert said uh, to me was it just clicked for him to give me a call about this role of Nick. And mm-hmm. in, in As Thick as the Waters, I play Nick. And I'm married to uh, a beautiful uh, young lady by the name of Lenny. And in real life, her name is uh, Jeanette Lowe. And the cast is predominantly Asian. Robert was trying to reach and is still trying to reach an Asian market. Um, He's very big on Asian films. Asian films have a lot of depth to them, a lot of drama. You know, I say Uh U.S. films have a a lot to do with, like, uh, you know, boobs and bombs and guns. And, you know, Asian films have a little bit more drama to them. Uh So it's a spooky kind of a thriller you know, is Lenny crazy? Is Lenny not crazy? She's seeing things. And mm. as Nick, you know, I'm trying to deal with the fact that I love my wife, but she's acting crazy. Is this, am I not seeing something here? So it's really, it's a really, really good drama um, that, you know, was a wonderful part to play because, you know, we all have things going on in our lives. Uh, and, you know, to be able to play someone who has a struggle, is is something nice, yeah. Yeah. So where is that film now? Where can we see it? You know, I have no idea. We won some festivals. Right now, actually, I do have an idea. It's on, oh. it's on the festival route. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's in the festival route. As far as you know, mass-produced DVDs. I don't know of any of those yet, but um, it was actually at last year's WMIFF, and. Uh, uh, this year's WMIF. Hello? Yep, still here. Oh, okay, gotcha. It went so quiet. We must have a good line here. No. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait a second. Amazing. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it actually uh, is in the festival round. So, but it's a great okay. film, and if anyone wants to, you know, see it, I recommend contacting Robert Christie to see if he'll let you see a copy. But it's a full-length feature, uh, wonderfully done, wonderful music, excellent acting. We've got Laura Michelle. She's up in New York now. Um, we've got Kira Tiffany. She won an award for that. Jeanette Lowe was nominated. Um, her husband, Otis Lowe from Black Snow Productions, he did a lot mm-hmm. of music. So it's a very, very good film. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Happens and, in a uh, cemetery. Was... It's kind of spooky. Oh, wow. Cemetery. Hmm. Interesting. So now you, this is one film you did, man. Uh, when beautiful people do ugly things, that that is uh, a very descriptive title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So were yeah. You, uh, what was your role in that one? Uh, I was. I'm trying to think. You know, maybe I was one of the beautiful people. I don't know. Everybody in there was so beautiful. We had uh, we had some great great makeup and plastic surgery people making everybody look good. That was uh, <laughs> Team Sizzle. <laughs> Team Sizzle put that together. Um, and Team Sizzle is comprised of Monica Mingo and uh, Terrell Suggs and Rich Vollin was working on that product as uh, project as well. That is a really good. Now, okay, you asked about Stick of the Waters. I don't know where people can get that, but I'll tell you what people can do. They can go to Amazon, and I made a post the other day. You know, if somebody has 199 pennies, they can watch When Beautiful People Do Ugly Things. Um, it's an excellent film. And it has to do with, if I remember correctly, what it said in the tagline, the 10 hours before and the 10 hours after uh, a wedding. 
and uh, I play Marcus, and it's a it's a small role, but a very pivotal, huge role. So uh, you know, sometimes people are like, "Oh, look at a script," and they're like, "I don't want to play this, or I don't want to do that." There's not a lot of lines, blah blah blah. Listen, there are no small parts. Okay, whatever right. you do do with all your might and you make it the best that you can do and that's right i i did that with when beautiful people and we've got kari nicole she's in new york as well um just it's excellent and she's the lead and she i was actually watching it i was editing my reel and i was watching it last night and there's a scene in there where um there's a father and son confrontation and it literally, I'm not the father nor the son, and it literally gave me chills. So mm. I hit pause and just, you know, sent out a couple posts, and I'm like, listen, y'all, I don't know if you've, I'm not a big promoter. I'm not like, go buy this, go buy this, go buy this. But uh-huh. like some stuff, I'm like, you got to see. You got to wow. get it. You got to, mm. so when beautiful people do, do ugly things, that's one of those. It's an excellent piece. And it's part of an anthology of four short films uh, and it's called Training Camp. So, um, you know, when, when you get that or see that, you're going to be able to see actually four different excellent films by uh, Team Sizzle. So, yeah. Hmm. Hear your description of me. It sounds like a film that you'd watch even if you weren't in it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and see, that's, that's what I do. I'm very honest. Sometimes people can't handle it. Because, you know, we're all, we're all trying to do the best that we can. Well, not all of us, but, but people <laughs> try to do the best that they can do. And, right. you know, on any project, my goal is a very futuristic goal. My goal is to be a part of projects where I can look back and be like, yeah, I selected that. I knew what I was doing. That's exactly what I want to do. Instead of coming from a place of fear and being like, oh, you know, if I don't do this, then what? Or this person is working on this, or I want to work with this person. No, 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 no. It's got to be something I want to do. It's got to be something I love. It's got to be a role that I feel is something that I can bring something to. And I've turned down roles and been like, hey, you should have this person do it because I think that person would do a better job than me. So that's how serious I am about this. Yeah, because it's, it's not about me. It's not about right. me. It's about the film. It's not about me. It's about the film. So that's, that's my view on film. Right, yeah, it's about the craft, too, you know. Mm, 100%. I mean, are you reading any books? Are you going to any classes, or do you just think you know everything? I met one person one time, and they were like, you know, I'm not going to any more classes. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this conversation is <laughs> over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to learn. You have to, and anything you do, you have to learn. I mean, for doctors, they say they have a practice. They're, they're. You have continuing education credits in healthcare and in sales, and you know. So to think that, oh, I could just walk up on a set and, you know, be smooth, or if I'm a woman, ooh, I can just flash a little side boot. No, no, no. That does not get you roles. And whatever roles that does get you, you know, it's not going to work out well because you don't have anything behind your – you don't have any substance. So it's not right. going to take you anywhere. So. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. What actors inspire you? Mm. I would say – that's a good question. I would say the first person that comes to my mind is Mr. Washington, uh, uh-huh. Denzel Washington. 
I think right. that what I admire about him is his, his longevity. Um, he's been doing this for, I mean, he's like LL. Like LL's been rapping for like 30 years, years, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So like Denzel, Mr. Washington has been acting for like ever. I mean, he was uh, saying elsewhere. I mean, I don't even know. I've, I had to go and look at that to see what that was. So, yeah. <laughs> so he inspires me because um, I, I think that I don't know him personally yet, but I, I feel like he picks his roles the way I pick my roles. He, he doesn't do anything demeaning. He doesn't do anything where you don't see his whole heart and soul in it. So I, I just admire that about him. Um, that would be the first. That's the first person that popped in my mind. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. What would you say is your acting archetype? <laughs> archetype. Uh, acting archetype. I would say, you know, I get cast as the. Well, okay. The best thing I could do would be a third party and uh, answer for that. I, I I've been told many different times that you know I get cast as the uh, kind of the pretty boy or the. You know, I had somebody contact me one time, and they're like, "I know you're the pretty boy, but do you want to do this kind of a role?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I want to do that kind of a role. I'm not. I don't have a. Who's that guy that's always taking off his shirt? I don't have a Matthew McConaughey clause where I have to be, you know, naked. Just I can keep my clothes on. Let's talk. Let's let's get serious. So, uh, you know, I I I do a lot of different roles." Um, and I think that the work speaks for itself. I mean, uh-huh. I've got a couple of things where I'm funny. I've got a couple of things where I'm serious. I've got a couple of things where I'm zany. Um, and what's interesting is people, many people don't know I have a serious side, whereas other people who I've met on a serious film, they're like, oh, this guy's funny? So, like, uh-huh. you know, don't judge people. People got different sides, okay? Yeah. But, um, you know, so I think that's the archetype. The archetype is the funny person. But people who don't know me, they're like, "Oh man, this guy's really serious." You know, he's no no jokes, no games. I'm like, "Hey, everybody's I'm a Rubik's cube, which many people are, not just me." So uh, well, I also true. make sure I try not to judge people. So absolutely, absolutely. Now, what made you want to direct? Mm. Um, I would say. Okay, let me tell you a story. So this this is a true story. And the names, <laughs> I changed the names to protect the innocent. So innocent I'm on the set. <laughs> <laughs> the innocent and the guilty. I'm on the set, and this, uh, this happens a lot, too. Okay, James Malinchak, side note, James Malinchak, he's an excellent speaker. He was on ABC Secret Millionaire. I count him as a mentor and a friend. Uh-huh. He said any time that someone... Uh, asks to pick your brain, quote-unquote, pick your brain, or says something to you about three, diff- three times, you know that that's what you're supposed to do. Because people are like, oh, I don't know what I should do with my life. What should I do? Yes, you do. You know what you do well. You know what people keep coming up to you saying, oh, you're a great painter. Oh, you're a great writer. Oh, you should sing. So everybody knows what they should do. The question is, are they doing it or not? So I'm on this set. So thank you for that, James. And I'm on this set. And this actor comes up, and we're in between scenes. And I'm just by myself, relaxing, looking over my notes. Comes up and says, how do I do this? What do you do? What, should I rec- what, what do I recommend that they do in this upcoming scene? 
So we're talking, and they're like, okay, yeah, that's great. I'll, I'll try that. I'll try that. Uh-huh. They haven't taken two steps away, and this the director comes up and says, what did he say? Oh, oops. Not a he. It's a she. It's a somebody. The director came up and said, uh, don't direct my actors. And, uh-huh. and, I said, and that's another thing, right? Anytime we let people push our buttons or we get mad or, you know, somebody says something and we get in hissy fit, that means they're in control. So it's not uh-huh. about, ooh, be in control all the time. It's just about just know yourself and be relaxed. So I'm relaxed. I'm like, listen, I didn't approach them. They came up to me and asked me some questions about what to do. And, they said, and the person said, it doesn't matter. Just don't direct my actors. And the, and the person walked away. So I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, hmm. Now, it wasn't until, honestly, that was a couple of years ago. It wasn't until this year that I actually identified that as a point where I was like, oh, I've been doing this all along because I'll get a script, and I'll be like, you know what? This scene doesn't work. This dialogue doesn't work. I'll be on the set and be in the middle of the scene, and I'm like, you know what? This, this isn't right because later on, blah, 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 and before, blah, 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 blah. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, okay. So, you know, it's just something that I think has been happening, happening, happening. And um, for Missing Link up in Canada, we shot that in Calgary, Alberta, and I directed a number of scenes up there. Uh, The director, Fina Brooks, she was nice enough to send me to uh, trust me enough to send me to different locations with the cast and crew and said, listen, I'm working on this here part of the film and you go with, you know, second unit and go direct that. And, you know, I think that just morphed into more and more directing. And then um, here we are with bachelorette's degree, which I would say would be the first feature humongous thing that people know about, but, Truth be told, I've been directing for a very long time. I call it ghost directing because, you know, my goal is not to usurp anybody. My goal is for the picture to be better. And I think when you, I think when actors and directors work together, uh, that's when the magic happens. When you have a director who's trying to do everything or you have an actor who thinks that they're, he or she is God, it doesn't work. So uh-huh. I think that everybody has to work together. That's what I've always tried to do. And, um, you know, I, it's turned out really well. It's turned out really well. I, I look forward to doing more of it. I thought I would do it when I'm like 60, you know, like like Clint Eastwood, it, but it's just happening <laughs> earlier, so so I don't mind. Yeah. It sounds like directing chose you more than you chose it. You know, that's a great observation because um, I used to work in, you know, everybody's done different things before their their current thing. And even in the office, you know, I would be managing projects and then end up being the one presenting and end up being the one, you know, doing teaching and training and end up putting together curriculi or curriculae, whatever you want. So, I, you know, I've always kind of been just helping people and pointing people and teaching people. And I think... That's interesting. And I think that that's what directing is. I think directing is helping actors find themselves in the story and kind of being able to step back and take a broad view, you know, a macro view, and then punch in for the micro view because you need both to be able to have, you know, a story come together well. So, uh, 
So, yeah, d- directing jumped on my back and said, do me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, won't let go. So, now, you're, you're, very posi- <laughs> you're a very positive cat. Now, give me some titles of some books that have inspired you. Okay. Um, I would say, so I had an aunt. Uh, she did pass away, God bless her. And she was into, like, weird stuff. Now, she wasn't weird, but she was into, like, palm reading and inter- interesting things. Mm-hmm. So I'm over at her house one day, and uh, it must have been, like, 11 or something, 12. And I see this book, and it's got a white cover, like, green letters. I'm like, what is this? And it's Think and Grow Rich. I took I said, I, and I remember asking her, I said, can I read this? And... And actually, I had to take it back to my Nana, because my Nana, she bought, uh, you know, encyclopedias, and she just had them everywhere for all of us to read. She had about 53, 55 grandchildren. So we would always go to her house and be there. So we would read, 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 and she just always wanted us to be intelligent. So I'm reading this book, Thinking Real Rich, and I'm like 11 years old, 12 years old, and uh, as people say, you know, such and such changed their lives. Well, that book really had a big change for me because I think it introduced me to the idea of, you know, what you think, what you focus on is the determining factor in where you're going in life. And that was like the kicker. So that, I mean, I rem- the teen years were awesome because they can grow rich. Then you get into college and you like, kind of forget about stuff. Um, and then I, and I picked it up again a couple of times over the years. So Think and Grow Rich, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that made me stop mm-hmm. buying doodads and gadgets because, you know, that's what he talk, Kiyosaki talks about in there, that middle-class folks spend their money on, you know, trinkets, um, right. whereas the rich, you know, purchase assets and things that create money instead of things that depreciate. Uh, ooh, of course, you know, the secret which people are like, oh, I'm going to do the secret. No, you're already doing the secret. You're not doing, you're not going to go do it. It's happening right now. <laughs> All the secret is, and I know you, aware, people are aware of that. It's a great thing, and there's truth to that. Um, you know, what you, we behold, you know, we become what we think about, and Earl Nightingale talks about that in uh, The Strangest Secret. That was a big one. Um, it's a, it was like an old cassette tape called The Strangest Secret. It had like two sides. And uh, you, people can get that on, you know, from Amazon. But um, uh, just books, man. I mean, the wisdom of the ages is in books. You can watch TV. That's a little, that's great. You can, you know, listen to audiobooks. That's great. But there's something about reading. And, you know, I mean, as I'm sure you know, uh, in, in America, slaves were not allowed to, African-American slaves were not allowed to read. That's you know, right. you could be... Right. So, so what killed. does that tell you? Yeah, killed. Get your eye poked out, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's like, if you get caught reading, you got a hot poker. Now, I haven't seen the movie 12 Years a Slave. Uh, I have to be ready to sit down and watch something like that, to be honest. But, you know, there is... There's, there's, and what I've heard about it and what I've not heard about it, I mean, there's, there's, there's a reality that to that. And not to go there and say we need to remember this and that, but it's important that we remember what's happened to the Japanese in America, what's happened to, you know, the Native Americans, First Nations people. It's important that we remember these kinds of things so that we don't repeat them. Um, 
But, you know, as far as reading goes, if you got a hot poker coming to your eye, talk about don't you read again, why is that? You know, because yeah. there's power in reading. So um, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. Oh, oh my gosh. Ooh, ooh. Telling you, man, people, listen, you, who know where the power is? The power is between your ears, all right? Mm. People have everything they need right up there, and, you know, a big goal is distraction. So there's nothing wrong That's with right. fun. There's nothing wrong with movies. I'm making movies, you know? So yeah. we're, 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 I'm making TV. Nothing's wrong with that, but we have to make sure we don't get distracted from knowing who we really are and knowing where we've come from and knowing our abilities and where we can go with what we've been given. Right, right. Now, you did a spiritual-themed interview with uh, Coast to Coast. Uh, where can we hear that? Oh, you know, I didn't um, do that. I was going to upload that. Uh, oh. That was um, – yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks for mentioning that. I mean, because basically, you know what's funny is um, I promote <laughs> – a lot of other stuff more than I promote my own stuff. So uh, this is, is a great TV, great um, radio show called Coast to Coast AM. And mm. man, that cracked anybody who knows how to download stuff on the internet. It's all there. You get go to co- find your Coast to Coast AM radio shows with George Norrie, Art Bell. You are going to learn a lot of stuff about you know, human history. You're going to learn about a lot of behind-the-scenes things. But this was an interview with a gentleman by the name of John St. Augustine. Mm. And uh, basically it talks about synchronicity and the fact that nothing happens by accident. Everything happens for a reason. This guy had two near-death experiences. And, Mm. uh, yeah, oh, my gosh. So listen, everybody. I'm going to upload this to my YouTube channel. As okay. I, think, I was working on that today. So, uh, you know, I'm not like, oh, watch only my stuff, listen only my stuff. I mean, I'm interested in whatever helps people, whether I created it or someone else created it, because I feel like, you know, people are searching and people want to know. So uh, if there's something that I can point people to that will help them along their journey, their, their life's path, then, then that's what I want to do. Hmm. Let's switch gears and go back in time and talk about how and back when you decided. Yeah, man. How and when you decided to become an actor? Wow. Uh, so you know, let's see. I'll, 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 I can fast forward it to the the point where I knew I had to make a change. I think I've always um, been interested in theater and acting. Um, I did a lot of that in school. I did a lot of that while I was working. Um, and a couple years ago, it was uh, American Gangster. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, you can tell who knows about film and who, who like, the actors and such are, because those are the ones who are still sitting when the credits are rolling. Right. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody the music starts, da, 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 and everybody was like, okay, that was a great movie, popcorn, getting up. I'm like, y'all sit down, I'm trying to see what's going on. So um, I want to see who the key grip is. So I'm sitting there, and it didn't happen at the credits. It happened during the movie. I just got this uh, this feeling, 
and I don't want to say stomach because it wasn't the stomach. It's really the solar plexus, the uh-huh. ganglion, ganglion brain. And <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like if, you have, if you call it your soul, it was like someone had a drill. Now, not a, a dentist drill because that's like, it's like a huge, slow-moving drill. Right. So it's like right in the middle of my center being, and it's just drilling. And I'm doubled over in pain watching the film. And I'm like, darn it, I should be up oh. there. I, uh-huh. you know, if, if I would have paid attention before and done what I needed to do before, I could be up there. I belong up there. I need to be up there. Uh-huh. And that, that's, that's what's coming in my head while, I, while I'm trying to watch the film. Um, oh. And when it was over, you know, I'm sitting in the theater by myself. And I went by myself because I wanted to see this. I, like, I was ready to see Mr. Washington do his thing in there. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? Got to make a change. Got to make a change. Got to gotta do it. You know, got to stop this office stuff. Nothing's wrong with the office. It's great. But it's not right. what I was supposed to be doing. So, uh, so some things happened, and I had the chance to restart things. And I was like, what do I really want to do? And then the answer was real estate. And then I did real estate successfully for a couple of years by myself. Uh-huh. Uh was wasn't part of a group. So then real estate it just it wore off. It, it's the same yeah. thing. It's just like, okay, I did really well. I proved that I could do it. And like what do I really want to do? And um yeah. then it then it was acting. So I went to this uh I, I met James Malinchek at a uh, one of his seminars. And at that seminar, I met uh, two people. I met Christy Whitman, um, mm-hmm. a great speaker and lecturer. And then I met, also met Jeannie Goodwin, another speaker mm. and lecturer. Mm. Long story short, Jeannie Goodwin took uh-huh. me through a, a meditation. And she's oh. like, okay, what do you want to do? And I'm like, yeah, I want to, you know, I really feel like it's acting. I really, and you notice, like, there's some time that went past between American Gangster and this, you know, and, like, like a couple of years ago. So again, right, right, right. it's like things are trying to pull us and we have to let what we're supposed to do pull us to it instead of running to other things. So yeah. long story short, she, she takes you through this meditation and I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, she says, what, you're an actor. What does that look like? You know, my eyes are closed. I'm sitting in this high back chair in, in my office and I'm like, all right, this is what it looks like. She's like, what does it feel like? I'm like, okay, this is what it feels like in my mind. She's like, what does it smell like? I'm like, oh, okay, what does it smell like? She's like, who's around you? So I go through all this, and then, of course, you know, open the eyes, we're done. Uh-huh. Long story short, it's a long story, but you, here it is. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the office on a Sunday, which I never do. I had weird hours. You know, I'm like, hey, I need some days off. I don't, I'm not going to do that. Sitting in the office, I get a phone call. The phone call is this guy, Phil Glover, awesome guy. I think he's still in real estate. Check him out. Um, Phil Glover says, hey, I have a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who needs somebody for a Secret Service deal for this HBO show. I thought of you. You always have these nice suits, and they said the person needs to have a black suit. I know you have a black suit. Oh, right. by the way, call this person tonight. That person <laughs> I needed to call was Sariva Rachel, who I'm sure you know. Oh, of course. And uh, so she, we had chit-chat, 
she puts me on for uh, to work on this show called The Washingtonian. Uh-huh. Skipping, I'm on the set of The Washingtonian. I'm standing there in my Secret Service uniform with all the stuff on. Three uh-huh. security guards at the place have already come up and asked me questions. They, and I'm like, no, I'm, 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 I'm an actor. I was like, I'm just an actor. I'm just, they're like, oh, we thought you were Secret Service. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> So then it goes back to James Malinchak, right? He, James Malinchak yeah. said, if people say blah, 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 then, you know, you need to listen to that. So I'm like, oh, everybody right. thinks I'm a real Secret Service person. I'm standing there in this huge, it was like a private school, like uh-huh. f- like five-story ceiling and, and cameras everywhere and cables and actors and people running around. And I'm standing there, and I look up, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the exact scene that I envisioned while I was on the phone with Jeannie Goodwin. Yeah. The exact same, what does it look like, what does it feel like, where are you standing? It was the exact same thing from like three months ago in the summer. Huh. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of takeaways there, you know, as far as intention, as far as making a decision. And I would say that I think the acting has always been a bug in my mind, but until I made the decision, like, all right, and, and I made that decision. I was like, that is it. I am an actor, even though I really wasn't at that time. I was like, I am an actor. We're going to do it. It's done. It's already happened. Uh-huh. After that, Phil called me, and a couple weeks later after that, I'm on the set. So we can say, oh, is that coincidence? No, it's not coincidence. When we make a decision, the universe conspires to give us the answer to the decision that we've made. Yeah, that that puts me in mind of uh, was Wayne Dyer talks about your dharma. Mm. Your dharma. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. Wayne Dyer. Now look, Wayne Dyer. You got Stuart Wild. I mean, you've got some awesome people. Wild. W i l d e. Uh-huh. Wayne Dyer is awesome. Deepak Chopra, very good fellow. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's, it's all there. It is all there if we want to take it. If we don't want to take it, then it will stay where it is. So, <laughs> oh, man. it's all there. The wisdom is there. You know, and it's, and it's not just me. It's not just you. You are, you know, you're doing your thing. I, I've listened to your interviews before. And it just speaks to the fact that, and I thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It just speaks to oh, the fact okay. that what we do, what we would want to do, we can do. It's just that a lot of times, oh, Joe Tabanella, uh, a great actor. Uh, he's a hypno- hypnotherapist, hypnotist. Uh-huh. Uh, I met him up in New York um, at Jagger K's CNC. He talks about a lot of times what we have to do is just get out of our own way, you know, mm-hmm. let things happen. So, uh, yeah, thanks for mentioning Wayne Dyer. People, go listen, go find some Wayne Dyer stuff, all, all y'all. <laughs> and Dyer is D-Y-E-R, D-Y-E-R, Wayne, like John Wayne. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, it's great uh, to have you on the show. So we're down to about, um, about, uh, Bye, about a minute left. here. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, don't go yet. Don't go yet. So you got to talk about how fans can uh, follow your career. Oh, okay. Um, 
Great question. Let's see. Uh, there's IMDb, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, ton of pictures, ton of pictures there, and resume. And you can see all kinds of stuff. What's coming up? Uh, Facebook. I went ahead and made it Facebook official. Got uh-huh. official little Facebook page. People can go like that. Um, and I mean, like that was just done recently. Because uh, I have a couple other pages, but they're not really, you know, for public consumption. And people ask, oh, okay. like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So I'm like, let me just create something where everybody can kind of stay abreast. Um, so Facebook, I got a Facebook page, um, Altoro uh-huh. Prince Black, the full name, which is my real name, by the way. Uh-huh. And um, YouTube, of course, there's YouTube. Oh, my gosh. If people want to watch movies, they got full movies on there. I have commercials uh-huh. on there. Uh, commentary every now and then, something out here will make me break out the little video thing on the phone and just start talking. So, uh, <laughs> IMDb, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, yeah. Uh huh. That's it. <laughs> I got. Tw- I have Twitter, but you know, I, I, I I'm a person. I like to keep. I like to keep you know a little space for myself. So uh, yeah, I have Twitter and I have a personal Facebook page. Got to you know bunch of people on there but uh but if people want to follow and see what's going on i think those are going to be the best three ways yeah al toro thank you thank you it's been an honor to have you on the show man you've been just a fantastic guest oh my gosh i appreciate it thank you so much oh you're welcome you're welcome now you have a, a blessed night and i definitely have you on the show again man you just oh my god back. Hey, Happy New Year. I will see you in uh, 2014. We'll have a lot to talk about then, I am very sure. Thank you so much again, William. Oh, that, oh, you're welcome, man. All right. Adios, amigo. All right. Adios, my friend. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And let me leave you with this quote from uh, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not men. Night.